See, I, I worry that I worry that these things are are, are like too mimetic now. Just because, just because, like everything about this game has has ascended into a meme, you know, exploding Hitler and uh, the base will explode in sixty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this podcast is going to explode in three hours. <laughs> so I'm going to explode. Explode. Um, explode. I drive a Pontiac Explode. How are you feeling? I know that you were sick. Um, I may or may not have a case of bronchitis that is as big as all outdoors, but for right now, I'm doing okay. Huh. <laughs> I wish that bronchitis and uh, the brong that's in bronchiosaur like, had some kind of relationship. <laughs> my, neck, like... my neck is gigrundus. <laughs> yeah, you had like tyrannos, tyranno, I guess, or something. Did you say ty- would, uh... tyrannolingus? <laughs> See, listen, what a man does in his personal time, I am not a judge. Um, I had to go on to OkCupid okay and brag about my Tyrannolingus skills. <laughs> terrible lingus. <laughs> the terrible tongue. Yeah, that's how they call me. Oh, God. Yeah, a Doom Patrol villain. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I lost my virginity to some big audio dynamite song. I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but it didn't stick the same way that song did, apparently. Um, and it, wasn't, it probably wasn't like Situation Nowhere or like the, their actual hit. It was probably uh, a deep cut. Yeah. Going to the boneyard. To a not great in, in more, person. In, in more so, ways than one. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That first cut is the deepest. During the actual, like, I was talking to her and she was like, yeah, you know, you've actually probably seen me there before. I'm like, oh, I thought you said, you know, you just play on the recreational team. She's like, no, 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 I go out in the face paint and shoot the t-shirt cannon. And I was just like, whoa. (laughs) Another (laughs) goal, somebody who shot a t-shirt cannon in her life. Well, you know what that means, right? That means at some point I might be able to shoot a t-shirt cannon. (laughs) I mean, come on. Yeah. Can, do you think you can handle the recoil on that? that kick, those things they, kick they, like a mule. They have like a brace. Like she, she talked to me about it at length. because uh, I was, I was, I mean, I was curious. Like I've, I've never talked to anybody who's been within three feet of one of those things. Yeah, you know, before. And there's a whole, there's a whole thing to it. Yeah, you'd have uh, to, you pretty much have to be a, ro- a roller derby girl to shoot one of those. You ever see the totally. calves? You ever see the calves yeah, on them? Come on. <laughs> have, have I ever seen the calves on them? Have you ever well, seen the calves when on I clo- them? When I close, the, close my eyes, like, it's just calves on roller derby girls. Like, it's not. It, I, like, I, I, uh, it's, it's like goddamn it, cannonballs. It's Popeye's forearm. Yeah, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's essentially my, my one, uh, uh, one, one erotic delight. So the, the, you know, like the legs of roller derby girls is something that I spent a lot of time thinking about. Um, Furtively. Like yeah. So the, uh, I ha- I have seen the calves on on those girls, the um yeah so um he not not always uh is he kind of right you know does uh does high minded good stuff but Nick Swartzen's comedy special has a really good mm-hmm. bit about uh killing yourself in an unusual way like he wanted you know and he just says I want to do the t shirt cannon where you. You get out the t-shirt can and someone in the audience is like, me, me, me. And you go, nope. And he just like puts it in his mouth and goes, oh. he goes all he goes all Bud Dwyer with a. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He goes Bud Dwyer with a Budweiser t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> or a Bud Dwyer t-shirt. <laughs> Wonderful bit of advertising. <laughs> <synergy>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Synergy, we call that in the ad. I love how clickety clackety your keyboard is. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I bought a, I bought one of those um, when I, I got my new new computer. And I, at first, like my my friend Nick, uh, like probably my best Portland friend, um, aka uh, Nos Energy. Yeah, yeah. From, and and he uh, he came and see his uh, girlfriend broke up with him. And he came lived with me for for about a month. And uh, I, I saw him. Um, he brought his computer, and I, I saw his keyboard, and I was like, "Oh, clicky!" You know, and, and he explained to me this whole world of mechanical keyboards, which I didn't understand. And I, at first, I was kind of dismissive. I was like, "Oh, that's really too expensive. And this keyboard works fine." But then I was buying a new computer, and like, you know how when you're spending like, you know, a thousand dollars, like an extra hundred doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Yes. Whereas like a hundred dollars out of nowhere might. Yep. So I was like, oh, I'll grab one of those. And, and I really, really like it. Because every time I type anything, it sounds like I'm hacking in Fallout. Which is <laughs> like, like, that's why I like it. Yeah. Like this, mmm, hacking. I've got a, I've got a SciTech Eclipse. Um, <clears throat> I can change the color. It's, it's blue right now, but I can make it um, purple or red. I like that's blue. Cool. I like blue, though. Yeah. Blue's really, uh, there's a Radio Lab episode just recently about color. Do you, yeah. do you listen to that podcast? Uh, not as much as I should. It's kind of it's kind of the uh, um, the oatmeal breakfast of my of my podcasting mm-hmm. life. Like I, I don't I don't enjoy it enough. Right on. Yeah, just like a, a little build up. The the color one is really interesting. I guess like all cultures in the world develop blue um, last. Yeah. And that like if you don't know the sky is blue, like you can't really see it as blue. Like it's really interesting. Like I can't really do it justice, but is, like, is that some shit like that? Like the Indians didn't see the didn't see the like conquistadors coming because they didn't have ships as part of their part of their worldview kind of thing. Yeah, so similar yeah. like idea to that. And then yeah. he, he talks about like there's this uh, historian who read a bunch of. Um, part, part of I just went in this rant. I was thinking for a second like I should include this in the extra set. Yeah. I'm like no, I shouldn't. It's just like a dumber version of Radio Lab. <laughs> Do you want to hear some idiot explain something that you know, was on a brilliant podcast? <laughs> yeah, that these awesome did that these awesome dudes did much better. Yeah, yeah. No, we should start like the Gary explains episodes of Radio Lab podcast, <laughs> where it's like me going with. I've listened to every episode of that show, so me going from the beginning, just explaining what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> just no listen it's it was really cool you gotta awesome. hear it <laughs> listen you gotta download it it was really cool there was this interview with some lady and she's some kind of scientist and she had this whole thing about how language is really music and I don't remember all the things leading up to it but it had this weird sound sample and then they brought in a choir and it was just really neat uh, Lad is a, is a Christian man um, he, he espouses Christian he, values he doesn't look like he doesn't look like the god I worship yeah <laughs> Um, apparently that line got the biggest cheer in the theater like in my hometown oh yeah a lot about my hometown yeah totally you know they they didn't cheer at the part where hulk you know started smashing loki that wasn't the biggest cheer nope that wasn't the biggest cheer according to my according to my stepfather who lives in my hometown wow i'm glad you moved (laughs) some good reason to move right yeah. Seems like as good a reason to move as any. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but but uh, but Lad is a good Christian man in this in this. Uh... Well, it's a shame that you haven't played Shadow of the Colossus because uh, because now it can never live up to any expectation. Yeah, well, that's you know I've actually started it a few times. Like it's not it's not like I dislike it. This is it's just a, a thing. I just I loved it, but I don't console game anymore. Like this isn't yeah. interesting. I'm going to cut it out. But I just don't play long games like that on my couch. And that's yeah. a dumb reason not to play a game. It's just I just, I just don't a, do it. Like I, I'm, you know, I, I like being in my my computer. 
So what do you what do you what do you do on your couch then? Just nap? I actually don't use my <laughs> living room. Like, I'm, not, I'm totally not kidding. Like I use my living room when girls are over, and that's yeah. it. Like yeah. if if I have have a girl over, we hang out on the couch. If I'm by myself, I don't leave my bedroom. I could have a studio yeah. apartment and make no difference. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't know why it is. So I just I've started Shadow of the Colossus like three times. I've always uh-huh. thought it was really interesting. I would get to you know get mildly discouraged and then get I'm distracted by like a, a PC game. So it's a yeah. big uh, a big hole in my my gaming you know my gaming sphere. I understand, but yeah. See, like, so, like, see, for me, because you know, because like, you know, three days out of the week, I work at the same computer that I would play my games on. Mm. Like, 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 for me, it is important that I'm standing right now. Yeah. Because if I was sitting down right here, I would feel like checking my email. Right. Um, <laughs> Just palpable being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's important for me to have like my iPad so I can browse the forums and stuff while I'm sitting on my recliner. Right. Um, and, and and for me, PC games are the dalliance. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I understand. I don't know where there's no logic to that kind of separation of space when it yeah. when it happens. I used to, you know, almost do all. Even when I got into PC games, I did tons of of console gaming. But now it's just if it's the virtual console, I'll I'll use my my couch. And uh, but I haven't played a, a game in my Xbox, um, you know, since I moved here, and I haven't played a game in my PlayStation Two. And I did Silent Hill Two. Yeah. Before that, I don't remember when I turned that thing on. Like I just I, I almost exclusively do handhelds and PC. Mm-hmm. And just kind of how it shook out. Yep. So. Habits. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of yep. funneled in. I started replaying Resident Evil 4. So I'm playing that on the, the couch. And then enjoying it. It just, you know what it is, is I feel like it's games on the on the couch for me. And again, this may not be actually it, but just feel less pick up and play. Like I have to have a good solid chunk of time if I'm going to sit on the couch. It feels like, like get into a game. Yeah. Or like it feels like um, just something if I started, I'm not going to be done for a while. And like, Big three-hour chunks of time are really rare in my life now. Yeah. So it's just it, it's an associative thing. Whereas like PCs, I can almost always save at any time, and and that's a big part of it too. Like I just I never want to have to find like a save spot, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. A big long, <laughs> big long dumb depression. The other thing that keeps happening to me now in my gaming habits, which I want to break, is that um, I've been talking to my friend Nick, and he really likes um, iterative games like fighting games and things like that, like games you master. And I traditionally don't. Like, I'm, I'm more of a narrativist or, like, a, you know, experiencist where I, I want to play games that it's more about the story or the experience of going from beginning to end as the, the you know, it was intended. Um, but I got real into Binding of Isaac. So I, oh, yeah. that is a, an iterative game. And uh, it's just become this weird poisonous go-to where, like, if I do have a little bit of time, rather than making headway in, like, a new experience, I'll just boot up Binding of Isaac because it's super low commitment and it's a little bit different every time it's minecraft yeah exactly i mean exactly it's doing it like and minecraft never worked for me but this game does you know yeah. uh minecraft nick loves too and he just he loves those like iterative iterative games and they just don't mm-hmm. usually do it for me um left for dead multiplayer you know like i'll play left for dead multiplayer with like one friend where we play against the computer and we just talk about our, our weeks while mm-hmm. you know kind of playing playing on easy you know just to shoot yeah. shit while we talk it's the same thing as like a knitting circle you know, yeah. but uh, no, I just no, never got. Yeah, I don't want to master anything. You know, it's a, it's a weird. Uh, yeah. But. No, I'm I'm playing Diablo three right now for pretty much the same reason. Yeah, just because it's always yeah. going to be the same or a little yeah. bit different, it's, but it, just kind of you know what to expect, and it's not going to challenge you. And that's a when you talk about Shadow of Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus is is big in that in the opposite direction. Like Shadow of the Colossus, it's all new challenges. It's all the fun is in, in figuring yeah. out how I'm going to tackle each challenge and and. 
you know, sometimes I just can't do that. You know, I just, that's just yeah. not interesting to me. You know, whereas, whereas binding a binding of Isaac or Diablo, it's either scratching your own back or masturbating. Right. Exactly. And I guess I've just been yeah. real masturbatory as, as far as, as far as games. And part of it is just that time part where I just, yeah. I don't have that much, uh, that much time to, to commit to it. But yeah, so yeah. It. and it's, and it's a great, you know, like I lo- I think binding of Isaac is a really good game. It's not like, it's they just shit. released it on Mac and it's like, it's like what, like $3. It, it's worth your time. Cole. Like okay. it's fun. It's a, a, a hybrid of like a dual six shooter and a Diablo uh, clone, and the fun of it is, or not Diablo, uh, roguelike. And yeah. the the fun of it is that every playthrough is a little bit different, and you don't know what the items do. Like you have to figure out what everything does, which initially was really frustrating to me. But I eventually, like, once you start getting on the path to knowing more things, it becomes immensely exciting. Exciting when you get something you've never gotten before. Right. Like it's just like, and and you can see what it does, or you have a good strong guess of what it does. It's, that feels like Spelunky to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not unlike that at all. It's yeah. just. It's a except. It's a, a dual stick shooter. Yeah. You know? so. No. Uh, right now I'm playing through Lone Survivor, so I need to I need to be that, and then Botanicula, and then I can play Binding of Isaac. Um, what did, I want to play Lone Survivor, but I haven't. I was waiting. Oh, it, it's so good. Is it? it I'm it, 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 it's, super it's interested. Fantastic. Like I very nearly impulse bought it, but I was just like, I know this is yeah. Steam summer sales right around the corner. Like. It is, but like it's, it's going to be two dollars. Like, ah. like you, you could, you could either, you could either wait two months to play a really, really good game and like you know spend two dollars less, or you could spend two dollars more right now and play a really good game now. Well, no, I mean, I, which, which, which is a good narrative game. Oh, which I, I, <laughs> yeah. I one hundred percent agree with that. If I didn't have a bunch of other good games, yeah, that's like true. if I, if I, you know, was hurting for that argument only works uh, worked on me when I was hurting for entertainment, <laughs> and now yep. that I, my life is literally, you know, I could not work another day in my life and spend the rest of my life playing video games and watching TV shows that I watch <laughs> and not finish them before I die. Yeah. You know, so I'll, I'll never do everything <laughs> I want to do. Yeah. No, no, I, I am, I am foregoing beating the most recent Silent Hill game because I have Lone Survivor. That's, yeah, like, that's that, should, that should tell you like how much I like it. Yeah. That's so. awesome. I love how it looks and everything. I was really interested in it. Um, yeah. When it first popped up in the, as a, as a new release, I was pretty interested. So yeah. I, I don't know if there's any more like general kind of things to say about it uh, aside from yes it's inscrutable and the music is amazing i think there's there's a broader conversation to be had here uh which which is about save states i don't know if it's come up any you know in any any other episode more so than it has in this i think this is probably the most difficult nes game that we've done or emulated game that we've done um, I relied on save states a little bit in DuckTales, but I think that like if you like you have to emulate it like regrettably, like go buy rearmed and play that because it's really good and it's also easier. Um, but uh, like save states fundamentally change like this game and like other NES hard quote unquote games that you would like have the joy of playing. And one of the things about save states, I mean, I agree with that, and I'm 100% pro save anywhere. And part of that is my PC gaming background, where that's yeah. that's the norm. That's not the exception. Um, but if you, if, you know, the, the idea that it ruins challenge, you can create that for yourself. You know, like I won't automatically, you know, I won't micro save down to every individual move. I just want to be able to tackle a larger situation, yeah. you know, uh, without having to do things I already know how to do over, you know, yeah. I just use it to save tedium, you know? So it's not like I would, I would in these jumping puzzles, it's not like I would make it to a lamppost, save, make it to another lamppost, save, make it to another lamppost. I would save at the beginning of sequence of lampposts so yeah. I wouldn't have to do the part I already mastered. Like once I've proven I can do, we, I mean, we talked again, we talked about this in the Odyssey, but like once we've yeah. done it or once I've done something, I've done it. 
you yeah. know, and I don't feel the need to just continuously do do the same thing over and over. And I'm not I'm not saying it like you're like oh woe is the state of gaming where no I, so I know you're not that, I'm arguing yeah. against yeah. imaginary people <laughs> on the internet. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I wanted to make sure, like, like to to you and to the listener, like, I wasn't I wasn't coming from that. You know, f- fake challenge is called fake challenge for 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 a reason. It's not substantial. It's not. It's not real. It's not worth your time. Well, they just I'm just I'm, I'm just like, I, I yeah. I'm 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 kind of big on like uh, on like archival things for games. You know, just kind of like preserving the original experience. Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, which is why, like, I would rather somebody play this than rearmed, um, and I would rather play this with my with my NES controller plugged in through a USB adapter. Like, call me a snob, or you know, it's like, oh, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. but like, like that that kind of like seems like cool to me. But even still, I was I was using save states just be you know just because they're they're different sensibilities, right. and I, I'm not the, I'm not the same person as I, as I was when I when I I don't think I beat this when I was younger, but I got a fair sight close to it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when I, when I was younger, maybe I could have been it because you have that super patience that kind of took the, the place of, of save states. I think one of the, one of the, one of the interesting things that's happened is like the, like, uh, you know, in addition to all these changes in, in gaming in general, like lives becoming mostly irrelevant. Um, part, I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that the average age of a, of a gamer has gone up, you know? So I'd say most of it. Say what? I'd say, I'd say a lot of it. Yeah, you know, where where the people who are playing are not don't have the patience to to grind for levels. They don't want to see a permanent game over screen, you know, and they don't want to you know do things over and over. They don't have super patience, the uh, the way that you have superhuman patience when you're young, you know. And it seems like now, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't hang out with a lot of kids, but it seems to me that you know at the time, like this was a game marketed towards kids, you know, yeah. and it's it's and it's violent and cool and hardcore. And now when I think of kids games, I don't, I'm not, you know, necessarily say like, I think of like Imagine Party Babies, but I, I also, you know, I think of things like closer, like Pokemon, which like as, as great yeah. a game as Pokemon is, it's easy to beat. Like if you want to not do the optional challenges and everything like that, you can get through it through, through grinding and, and things like that. Like it's not about frustration so much. And I mean, I don't know if I necessarily want to stand by that statement under tons of scrutiny, like it can be frustrating, but I think you get the gist. Like the like the most recent touchstone that I can say because I recently worked in retail and I'm hip to what the kids are into is you know like Skylanders like mm-hmm. that's that that's like the hallmark of a hardcore kids game these days, um, and you know that is a this new model of being able to buy success by buying different um, characters that can get you through different levels mm-hmm. in a better way. Um, and it's also the, you know, it, it goes back to kind of the Pokemon style, but at, at its core Skylanders is, uh, it, it's like the PS2 Baldur's Gate games. Right. Right. right, right. Yeah. You, you know, which, which was probably a bit more complex than I would have been playing when I was that age, when I was, when I was Skylanders age. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's definitely comes from that and that's not, it's not a revelatory, uh, revelatory point that we're making, you know, that, that games have changed. But one of the things that like, I mean, there are games I feel like that would be more I lost my train of thought. I'm not gonna go into that down that rabbit hole. I'm gonna cut that out. Okay. I had something. Um so what was the last thing that you had said before that? Skylanders. Skylanders. Yeah. So and then you know and, and to a certain degree I, I'm I'll definitely admit I'm talking a little bit out of my ass because I don't know modern kids games at all. I don't know uh know anything anything about that. But it definitely seems like you know, it's, there's no arguing with the fact that I had superhuman patience and games required <laughs> it. And now that I can get around that and games don't require it, I no longer have it. 
So it definitely seems like something I've aged a little bit with uh, with the, the genre there. And you could, you could also probably explain that discrepancy. I'm, I'm going to dive back into this just for a second. You could explain that discrepancy by, by, by looking at the fact that the people who are buying games for their kids now are likely people who played games themselves when they were young. Right. And so they like they, they probably play games for themselves, and they want to play games with their kids. So you get things like Lego Star Wars, which are designed for both. Right. And here is a listener comment that uh, came in after we had recorded the episode. But uh, it came from one of our uh, Facebook fans and friends, Kyle Ross. Um, he's been super loyal and plugs the show, so I, I didn't want to totally leave it out, even though um, it was after the episode. So this is what Kyle has to say about Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando was such an awesome blend of everything I loved about Contra and Spider-Man rolled into one. Intense platform shooting with sexy side-scrolling action mixed with hot mechanical arm-slinging. Quote, Oh shit, I just landed in water. Fuck! Slickness. Unless you guys are talking about the PS3 Bionic Commando, you have done less of that, even though I still own it. So uh, just a quick comment from Kyle. I want to include it um, just so he wasn't left out because we like Kyle. And uh, yeah, the Spider-Man comparison is, is pretty good. Um, I want to have an excuse to put it in the, the show notes. So I'm going to mention a, a Flash game called Spider-Man City Raid. Uh, please Google it. It is uh, The premise is Spider-Man has lost all his bones and has to get to the hospital and you have to help him. It's amazing. It's my favorite Flash game. And uh, it does uh, feature swinging. So uh, check that out, and thanks for listening.